This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody. Your New England Patriots got a little bit of a win this week. That's right. Actually, you know what? No, they won twice. Not only did they lose the actual game Sunday at the Meadowlands, 10 to 7, therefore fortifying their position as the third overall pick in the 2024 draft, but also Monday night, the pastronaut Kevin O'Connell, former draft pick of the Patriots, uh, and also our guy, uh, Brian Flores, playing a very passive defense against the Bears on the final drive, not sending the house, but rather sitting back in his zone with not, without even really putting a spy on one of the better running quarterbacks, allowed the Bears to drive all the way down into field goal range. Big pass to DJ Moore. Cairo Santos splits the uprights at U.S. Bank Stadium, a place the Patriots have only known defeat previously, therefore giving the Pats a two-game lead on the Bears in fourth place. Basically, right now, folks, things are looking up because if the draft were tomorrow, the Patriots would have their pick of quarterbacks or receivers or, well, they'd be the third pick overall. And there's a chance, I'm telling you here, on the latest edition of the Six Rings and Football Things podcast brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. FanDuel.com slash Six Rings. If you haven't signed up yet, I'm telling you, there's a chance now with coaching change, a little regime change, as you pointed out earlier, Hart, in Carolina. And Kyler Murray showing a little bit of signs of life of trying to prove that he is worthy of the 200 and something ridiculous million dollars in tax-free Arizona. There's a chance. There is a chance they could maybe move their way up to two or even number one. We are the best. We are the best. We're not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was, dude, I was thinking this morning, Andy. Like, I, I don't know because I know um, our friend Trish K. Uh, formerly uh, creator of and now formerly of Zooty Software in the Cape, Miami, and New York, uh, was the big sponsor of the Patriots locker room celebrations for years. And uh, Zooty is no longer because uh, the company has been sold, blah, blah, blah. So now there's some new company that went in with a big buy to sponsor on the Patriots socials and Patriots.com. The locker room celebration, it used to be, oh, yeah, now it's, oh, no, or it's, it's family on three, whatever. I and mean, we haven't seen one of those in so long. It's absurd. Number one. And number two, like, do they get to ask for a refund? Uh, I believe in the industry, there's a make good 
uh, coming, a massive, massive yeah. somehow make good coming. That's like a huge overlooked element to all this. And look, our job is to just talk about like the quality of the games, the decisions that are made by the coaching staff, the players, et cetera. But that's sort of like one of those 10,000 foot questions you have to ask. Will there be a number of sponsors that are going to go back to the Patriots and say like, yeah, can I get a little a little extra ROI on this vis-a-vis? Can I get like a 50% discount on my sponsorship in 24? Because yep. I barely heard my name mentioned. You didn't score any freaking touchdowns. You didn't win any games. And there were no locker room celebrations. Or, or maybe they just are preferring it because they don't want to be associated with this crap. This is not exactly the branding that you uh, want to be uh, associated with. Because this football uh, team is pitiful. And you're right. They won this weekend in the world of Thanksgiving, in the world mm -hmm. of we're not tanking, we just suck. Nope. Because, and no. we're now on to tank the halls. I don't think, I, I don't like that, actually. It's close. It's not as good, good as Thanksgiving. Uh, you want, what do you want to do? Like uh, jingle tanks? <laughs> I, mean, you could, mm. I mean, workshop it. If anyone listening right now, tank uh, here, holler tank at us. <laughs> you can holler at us at Six Rings Pod, at Fitzy GFY, or at Jumbo Heart. Obviously, we went with Thanksgiving meal to sit down to the Thanksgiving supper for a few weeks as the Patriots continue to work their way down to the bottom only to as thank you holidays. We're ten if this were around the horn, you would get like a full segment mute for that one. I'd be I'd frozen <laughs> black and white. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, that uh, even Woody Page is like, ooh, that's a rough one. Um, but now we're looking for a new slogan along the lines of tanking or working your way from the bottom to the top uh, as the Patriots lose games and continue to prove competitively irrelevant. But, um, well, uh, perhaps uh, uh, bolstering their chance at bringing in somebody next year in what will be a wild offseason who can make a difference under center, on the outside, on the sideline, um, in the personnel department and beyond. So now, let me ask you a question because you before people, we get to the grades, yes, please. Uh yeah, you, you people, sir in the South Coast. Yeah, you people. Oh, here we go. Um, All right. You people and Bill, you trusters, and he would never tank. They would never tank. We would never tank. We're better than that. We're the Patriots, we're the mighty, mighty Patriots. All mm -hmm. that that you people spewed for years and years and decades and decades. So I responded to a Jones and Mego poll yesterday, basically just asking their, their cue at two or whatever they call it. They poll the audience and then talk mm -hmm. about it here. Mm -hmm. Never, I never miss it. Yep. Every week, every week that and Meg explaining are the two things that if you, if you're going to catch just two aspects of that show, those are the two. Mm -hmm. Um, but they asked, who do you want to start at quarterback? This week. Very simple. Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi. Yep. I was surprised that Mac Jones still, when I checked in had like, 30% of the vote, something like that. I voted Zappy, oh. and I said, who's still voting for Mac Jones? And you would have been stunned by the onslaught of, I did. I want the number one pick. I did. I want the number. He's the worst. He can get us to the number one. And uh. so it has been fully embraced that we are truly not. It has jumped ship from what I believe. We're not tanking. We just suck. I think this is a truly organic two-win season. Mm -hmm. I think stinks the quarterback stinks everything stinks he lost does. players to injury along the way which has mm -hmm. helped the process mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we have jumped from we're not tanking we just suck to full-fledged open honest tanking and they would play the worst player the broken player mac jones in order to secure that now i happen to be of the belief it doesn't matter who you start at quarterback you still have a very good shot to lose out the rest of the way not secure mm -hmm. 
been all year. But what do you think of you people, your people, your top of the wall Patriot Nation people fully embracing and openly talking about tanking and making decisions in order to lose? Uh, I still believe that the organization will never purposefully do that because you're caught in the quagmire right now of ownership still wanting to try to hold on any last vestige of entertainment or competitive enjoyment for the fans that are either watching from home and those numbers are dwindling and I don't even want to see what local ratings are, but we'll hear soon enough. And the people that are going to the games, I also don't want to know how many people are trying to give away their tickets or what the resale value is on these tickets. I'm imagining. There will be empty seats on Sunday. I'm imagining it's probably going for less than 50% of face value now, which is a freaking shame. Ownership may want it, but Bill Belichick has no, whether he's here or not next year, and we both believe that he won't be, which again, folks, to those that want to call us jerks, negative media, et cetera, this is not a besmirching of Bill Belichick's accomplishments, his greatness, or his legacy in New England. Them's just facts. We're talking about the now, and it ain't that good right now, and it hasn't really been... For a while, I can't see Bill Belichick openly tanking. I cannot see ownership wanting it, tell, being able to effectively say to him, hey, Bill, on your way out, do you mind giving us a little gift of the top pick? I, 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 I think I even said to you on the postgame show Sunday, would it surprise me at all if the Patriots lost every game the rest of the way, even if they try their ass off? And then in the final game against the Jets with the first overall pick on the line, Belichick finds a way to beat the Jets, get win 301, and be like, well, at least I didn't lose to the goddamn Jets on the way out the door. That would not surprise me, the GD Jets, excuse me. I'm not going to worry about fixing that. That would not surprise me in the least. Would it you? No, it would not surprise me. Now, I, I will kind of be surprised if they win a game just because of how bad they've been, you know, the, the recency bias. Like, yep. it's the opposite of what I used to do. When in doubt, bet with Tom and Bill. When don't bet against Brady and Belichick yeah. for years and years. Never even count if out I thought, touchdown Tom. No, right. no, no. Even no. if I thought the other team was better or the spot was tough, it's like they might find a way to do this, so I'll err on the side of aligning myself with BB and TB12. Now, I can't envision myself picking them. Could they upset the Steelers or the Jets, as you said, in the finale? I got to think Aaron Rodgers isn't coming back if the season continues to kind of peter out for – Tim Boyle and company in New York. Um, could they beat them? Sure. But that's also a pretty good defense that can score on its own. And it's a pretty good defense that can make plays. So I, I will not, barring a massive change, I will not be picking the Patriots. FanDuel, lock me in with mm -hmm. the opponent for each of the next six weeks. So could that happen? Now, and it may also be a good thing, by the way. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have the, the team of the moment, the Houston Texans. C.J. Um, Stroud is the next Stroud. great thing. The whole thing. I almost called him C.J. Spiller. That would be a totally different thing. No, different, different uh, smaller um, running back. Yes, no. Yeah, but C.J. Stroud, you know, the whole thing in Houston is they would have screwed the pooch, too. They would have taken Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud. They won that game last year. They end up with a worse pick, and they mm -hmm. end up with C.J. Stroud. And maybe it's the best thing that ever happened to that team. Kind of like Chad Ryland. Maybe his missed kick was the best kick in New England since Adam Minitari was winning Super Bowls, baby. But there is some football, karma, luck, fortune, whatever. And maybe they would be like the Texans. Maybe they would be at the number two pick, and then maybe they fall to the number three pick. And in the end, maybe that makes it better for them. Mm -hmm. But no. I, I I will be expecting the Patriots to lose out until they prove to me otherwise. If the Patriots get the second overall draft pick, that'll be the most curious spot to me because 
they'll have their choice of a quarterback, whoever doesn't go first. So let's say Caleb Williams does still somehow go first overall. Um, and that's that's no given either, considering that the Chicago Bears still currently own and will continue to own the Carolina Panthers pick, which is likely to be the first overall pick. As, boy, does that team stink. Uh, it could be Drake May. It could be Jaden Daniels if they want to reach. It could be Maserati Marv, Marvin Harrison Jr. Who knows? Uh, that'll be the most interesting spot for me. Three things could get tricky. If they work their way down to four, then we could be, then we could be in a tight spot right there. And if it's first, if they work their way to the top, baby, from the bottom to the top, what a turnaround. As Julian Edelman said, going to be a hell of a story. Going to be a hell of a story. Look at us trying to just find a way to talk ourselves into something positive. You got to have like, what are, I mean, what is life without hope? I mean, we've got like right now, Patriot Nation. We are absolutely just, we are in solitary. We have received beatings at Shawshank. Uh, you know, we, we got to have hope. We got to dig our way out of this somehow, you know. And yes, I know how good it was for a long time. But uh, yeah, just because, like, can you just, can we just hope for a little, a little? I never little? understood that, that mentality of like, it was so good for so long. So just grin and bear the current don't like point out the actual same that, yeah why should you have to okay, i always use because, student, yeah i always use the student example if your kid got straight a's freshman mm. year sophomore mm. year junior year and then senior year starts screwing off and comes home with c's and d's do you say oh but he was so good the last three years we just ignore this this is fine no. yeah he already got into the school he wanted to go to like no you stay you stay on top yeah. of it what are we doing? I, How like let me ask you this. Like when the Steelers won all those Super Bowls in the 70s, they never like went like I know Chuck Knoll like petered off and then it was time for regime change there. But like, did they get really, really bad for a long stretch? Um, I'd have to go back and look. They they were bad. They definitely had a dip. Everybody has a dip. The Cowboys had a dip after Landry. Um, the Dolphins had their dip with some minor blips up and down but well, while you do us a favor and provide a little foxborough filibuster i will go and check our friends at pro football reference the pittsburgh steelers coming off of their fourth super bowl win in 1979 uh no andy they never did work they had okay they yeah no they had what two losing seasons over the next like yeah they had three losing seasons in their next 15 like no they never really had a prolonged stretch of suckitude and they had and then since 1994 um they have had one two three losing seasons three just count them three the new england patriots have now secured three losing seasons in the last four so you're becoming a steelers fan before my eyes Kenny Pickett, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I wanted George Pickens. Um, no, the Steelers, like you and I said earlier this morning on the Breaking Boston pod, but let's carry it right over here because, yeah, uh, Mike Tomlin doesn't get enough credit. Mike Tomlin does not get enough credit for the work that he does. I know, apologize Andy, to him. I've always Andy, doubted him. Andy Reid doesn't get enough credit around these parts or on the national level, and Mike Tomlin doesn't come close. You know, it was always fun. When Antonio Brown, like an idiot, went Facebook Live after the divisional round win before the 2016 AFC Championship in which the New England Patriots kicked the ass of the Steelers. And I can still see Chris Hogan running free and open several times in that game. When uh, Antonio Brown, unbeknownst to Mike Tomlin, went Facebook Live and then he's like, we're going to be ready for that ass. And they sounded all cocky and like 
every one of us on top of the wall was like, yeah, that's why these guys are clowns. Turns out, yeah, okay, that's that's what happens in locker rooms when you try to like celebrate a win but get pumped up to go face a Goliath like the Brady, Gronk, Edelman Patriots. Although Gronk was injured at that time, but Mar- Marty Soros did a nice job filling in. It turns out Mike Tomlin, yeah, that's what they do, and he's actually really good at his job. He's never had a losing season, and I don't think he's going to have another one this year. No, he's he's probably not, and I think it's a little bit smoke and mirrors, but whatever. Um, the reality of the the comparison between the two franchises for me has come into that Mike Tomlin a lot closer to Bill Belichick than Ben Roethlisberger to Tom Brady. You might have four Hall of Famers, two Hall of Fame coaches and two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, but mm-hmm. a part of their failures, in my mind, Roethlisberger couldn't hold Brady's jock on the field or in terms of leadership. Like, he nope. was not even close so Mike Tomlin, yes, you're doing a fine job, but we should probably get into the uh, grading of the, the game grades. Yeah, but the thing, enough. but like that's the thing. I'm more interested. I'm more interested in looking around the NFL and talking about the the win, divining a win from a loss. As no, I we did a great like, game. I broke down right. the film. It was fun. Before we get to the second half and our Pat's Perry portion of the review and grading podcast here on Fan, uh, excuse me, Six Rings brought to you by FanDuel. Um, Let's just go through the grades. Of course, after every Patriots game, we grade the offense, the defense, special teams, quarterback, and coaching. We begin with the offense, Andrew. Your grade. D. Uh, and it's that is ge- that's generous, well, my guy, but I my guy Ramondre. My guy Ramondre. Hey, really hey, Zeke well. Zeke ran really well too. He did too, but Ramondre carried the load. He had his um, most significant play time of the season, had a season-high 98 rushing yards. This is now three straight weeks. He's topped 80 yards. Don't look now, but if Ramondre runs the way he's been running the last three weeks over the final six weeks, Ramondre is going to be what they call a 1,000-yard running back this year. I think he's about 580 right now, but mm-hmm. he's big uptick in production the last few weeks. Um, and yeah, yeah, it was Zeke 21 for 98 and yeah. Zeke, Zeke went nine for 46. So you got Ramondre coming in a tick under five yards a carry and Zeke at five yards. A carry. Like yeah. that's no, they, they ran the ball. Well, that's why this isn't an F because everything about the passing game was F F F F F minus incomplete. Demario uh, Douglas went six for 49 with a long of 14 before he got clotheslined by Jim, the anvil Neidhart. I mean, excuse me by a, a, a special teamer for the giants. Um, dangerous play as that was. We'll try to get an update as the week progresses. Uh, I imagine Demario Douglas will be in the concussion protocol, and I also mm-hmm. imagine we will not see him uh, this coming Sunday. I don't want to see him actually this Sunday. I may not want to see him the rest of the season, Andy, because what? in a seat. No, honestly, I don't think I want to see. I'll, I'll give the Patriots a D as well on offense. I'll just even let you give the grades out today because I'm just going to probably agree with the majority of them. But I don't want to see Demario Douglas the rest of the season. This is his second time that he's gone to the concussion protocol. You hope to not go there that many times over the course of several seasons. But for the small, diminutive, undersized, fleet-footed, get-open-in-a-phone-booth, the slot receiver that he is, the kid's a playmaker, and you're going to hope that he's going to be around long enough. Now, I know other receivers have had multiple concussions, still play at a high level. I don't worry about it. He's young. He'll shake it off. These are serious matters. And if he's had two concussions in one season, you may want to shut him down and hold on to him for when the games really matter more than a team that's two and nine the rest of the way. That's that, that's just my two cents. I'd shut him down for the season if he does have another confirmed diagnosis of a concussion. It's also a way to tank without tanking. Doing the smart thing. Ah, for your ah, this guy, ah, look at this guy over here. Because eh? there's no doubt he's your best receiver now. It's, it's no, not even thousand and ten. He well, is what about receiver. Juju? Oh, don't even. Okay. Excuse me? Who? Uh, the, the defense. Uh, the defense, I actually gave a B. Um, because they play now, hard. 
it's against the competition. The Giants stink too. Tommy DeVito, right. not that good. But nope. the defense gets six sacks spread around six different guys. I thought the mm -hmm. pass rush made life hard on a guy who is sackable. Tommy DeVito is is prone to being sacked. And the Giants, yeah, the Giants had like sixty rushing sixty. I think they honestly had say they contained Saquon. He only went twelve for forty six. DeVito had yep five scampers for six yards. Matt Breida two for six. Like that's really impressive. And going into the game, the Giants were three and eight in all three games that they won. Saquon scored in the eight games that they lost. He didn't. He didn't score Sunday. Thereby, the Patriots should have won that game, and yet somehow they found a way not to. Well. The, the only down part to the Patriots' defense to me was in coverage. I thought the back end was a little shaky at times in coverage. Certainly, J.C. Jackson sucked. He could not cover. Um, why am I drawing a blank on there? The Patriots. Know? Well, the Patriots. He couldn't tackle either, by the way, coming back from his uh, little suspension. His thing. hiatus, sabbatical. Yeah, whatever yeah. that was. Um, but for the most part, I thought the run defense and the pass rush did a really nice job against, again, a bad Giants offense, a bad team, but you can only play the games that are put in front of you. And we all know the statistics, the various different numbers mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. the Patriots defense, how they've played over the last four weeks and how many times that should have led to victory for other teams historically, but it hasn't and blah, blah, blah. So in case you haven't heard it, folks, the one stat that we're speaking in reference to specifically that is the most mind bending is the New England Patriots are the first team in over 30 years to give up 10 points or fewer in consecutive games and get an L hung on them twice. The last team to do that, Andy, that's the, this is the fun answer. The new England Patriots in 1993, 1993, Casey 30 Casey. freaking years ago, man. Talk about what's old is new. Whew, God. Uh, all right. Special teams. Let me guess your, let me guess your grade. Let me guess your grade. Uh, D. It was a D because hey, you know, the problem. positive, my guy, Bryce Beringer. Exactly. Exactly. Um, continues to, um, you know, show that he is one of the few aspects of the team that's not just pretty good, but really trending in the right direction. Oh, yeah. The whole rest of the team is trending into a toilet bowl. Um, Bryce Beringer, unlike his rookie counterpart, um, looks like a professional, looks like what you're supposed to get when you draft a punter, get one of yep. the best young guys in the game. And I keep going back to his first two boots of the day. The first one was like a 53 yarder. OK, needed that good strong leg. Good job. And then the second was a plus 50 that he downed, I think, at the six-yard line. Only 31 yards, but that's what you're looking for, those hidden yards there. So Yes, he, he it takes a little bit off his net average. Overall, he was six for 45. So, uh, listen, that's uh, that, that gets you paid in the NFL. If you can average 45 yards a punt, have good hang time, but most especially when we need you to go a little bit shorter, coffin corner, spot it with it, you know, between the 20 and the end zone. He's getting it done. I think he's turned into an excellent punter. He kicks very well in crappy conditions. He you know, went to college in East Lansing at Michigan State. Barringer's been excellent. Chad Ryland is maybe a problem. We may have a problem, Houston. Uh, uh, see, I don't think we have a problem yet. Um, he's a rookie kicker. This is what you get with rookie kickers. This is general. 12 for 18. But he, two weeks in a row, he's missed 35 yards, and he's hooked it left. Thank you, Chad Ryland, is what I'd first say. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, Bill Belichick was not very supportive of him. A hero. He is yeah. your hero. He's absolutely mm -hmm. the hero you needed, even if it's not the one you wanted in the moment. Um, but I, to me, this was the timeline you were on. Like, take because everybody's like, yeah, and you got Nick Folk hitting 21 of 22 down in Tennessee, blah, blah. Okay, great. But Nick Folk's 142. He's not going to be your long term kicker. So wow, he Chad looks Ryland, great. 
I know, but at some point he won't. Bill looked great once too, and look what he is now. You get old, you lose your fastball, and you're never the same. Um, Nick Folk will not last forever. So Chad Ryland, you work through the lumps, maybe mm-hmm. even benefit from the lumps here by getting a higher draft pick, and hopefully the strong leg and the, what you drafted him for um, will be good enough next year and the year after, and you have your long-term kicker. Also really liked, he's definitely not a Devontae Parker. He's more of a Matthew Slater. And what I mean by that is he stood up and took full accountability and responsibility, yep. didn't hide and run and, and make it. You know, he could have said, well, the kick only hit my toes. I'm not sure it hit my whole foot. So that's what that's what Devontae Parker would have done. Nope, he took full accountability. So I'm not done with Chad Ryland just yet. Uh, let's see. I'm looking right now. Uh, no, the book is not completely told, sold, or out on Chad Ryland as of yet either. I agree. But let's go back to a great, great, great New England Patriot. Uh, let alone great, great, great field goal kicker as well. Let's go to uh, the guy who was all sorts of jacked up this weekend as he hammered the anvil in Indianapolis. Apparently, that's his favorite place to uh, celebrate his career now. Uh, one Super Bowl with them, Adam, three with us. Just saying, it only hurts a little bit. Um, in his rookie season. Did you say hammering uh, the anvil? That sounds like an urban dictionary. It sounds like go something. home and hammer the anvil. Whoa, hey now. Uh, in his rookie season, Adam Vinatieri was, wow, in 1996, he was 27 for 35, 77%. Second year, 25 at 29. He never dipped below 77%. That was his career low in the time with New England. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten 10 years with New England. His highest was 94% in 2004, where he went, um, 31 for 33. Wow. That's a hell of a season. That definitely should have ended. Oh, he got all pro for that as well. Yeah. So uh, even Vinatieri, the season's not over yet. Chad Ryland has a chance to pick things up. But, yeah, you got to struggle a little bit before, you know, it's tough. And and I didn't say Chad Ryland is going to go on and become a Hall of Fame kicker. I was just comparing him to somebody else. Like, oh, people don't struggle. I don't think Guskowski ever struggled that much either. But now we compare him to Scott Sisson. Really? How about one of the bars? You got can I can I get a Grammatica oh, comparison? It, that's my point. You like we automatically around here compare quarterbacks to Brady. We compare tight ends to Gronk. We compare kickers to Vinatieri. That's not fair. Those are high bars. I know. I know. I was just yeah. asking. I was just saying, like, don't They're lose hope. Goats. All, All right. All right. Bring your bring your expectations down just a little. I'm just looking for like a. Who's a mo- like some of these guys like Dicker the kicker and Evan McPherson and like some of these guys. Give me Graham. Are- G- yeah. Give me Graham Gano. Right. I don't want I don't. He doesn't have to be Justin Tucker, the greatest kicker that changed the game. Although now technically young Hoku is uh, by like one person by one tenth of a percentage point. He is now if you judge it based on 100 kicks attempted or more in a career. He is now the most accurate kicker in NFL history, although we and would all say Justin where- Tucker. He also used to be a Patriot. Could have had him. How come we can't get guys like that? Sponsored by no one. All right. Uh, moving on. The coaching. No, let's go quarterback first. How was the quarterback play Sunday? F. All right. How was the... <laughs> Wait, I want something below F. Can we invent a new grade? It feels like we need to, doesn't it? It really does. All right. That was bad. Nobody was good. Uh, Bailey Zappi was... Why? As yeah, your, uh, as, uh, as my as uh, my that's old, what they my old mantra. Yes, quarterbacks uh, get a GFY because <laughs> I don't even know what to say anymore about Mac. He is just a sad so broken. story. A it's broken so sad. Man. Take away 
his football, take away his helmet, sit him down, hand him a hat, let him just watch. Make him watch a game. I don't understand. But you like, can't. You can't. That's the but you have to. You have to. You the poor can't. guy. Who's the backup quarterback? So you let's cut him to Zappy. Wow, they don't even have one right now. No, that's my point. What so about Malik Mania? They don't even practice him at quarterback. They tell you what they think of him as quarterback. All right, they don't maybe Austin, Steve Burton's kid came in for a workout Monday. Maybe Austin Burton signs up and is the backup this week. I would decline the opportunity if I were him. <laughs> Come on. Oh, I mean, I know it geez. seems like a good idea. Like his grandfather no. was the first ever draft pick and you can come in right. like. A little but legacy. Steve well. was a good quarterback himself, no less. Right. He could report on it, father-son story. Maybe it's a little gift from Belichick to Steve Burton in the Boston media on the way out the door. Who knows? Yeah, and then when he have, then he'll realize, wait, this guy stinks. Wait, this whole team stinks. I can't do my job behind this unit and this team. Like, it'll be a nightmare. It'll start as like this great storybook thing and be a nightmare. Careful. Say, uh, at the Joe Andrew, uh, we are recording this on a Giving Tuesday as well. So please, if anyone gets a chance. Uh, Give, give, give big, give soon, give often in whatever capacity you can. Speaking of which worked with one of my favorite charities over the summer, the Joe Andrewsy foundation at their annual golf tournament in June. I played behind Steve and Austin, uh, Steve and Austin Burton. And I, Steve perfectly good dad hitter, just like the rest of us. Let me tell you the length on Austin Burton and the drive on that one. Holy smokes. I mean, you want uh, just like, that natural athlete is just, it's a marvel to watch like a real God given born athlete do what they do. Jeez. Like a 325 yard drive was just like a chip for me. Um, well, anyway, yeah. well, how do that translates to the football field or if he'll sign with the Pats, who knows, but I think it'd he be a nice a story. threat D one quarterback. So I'm not surprised. His dad surprised. was a great athlete who still is, by the way, you want to see in a, a performance, go back about 20 years to the uh, media game at CMGI field and uh, see Burton put on a show. I bet. I would, I'd, I'd, honestly, we had a caller last night on the Rich Keefe show say, forget Austin, sign Steve to play quarterback. I'd take any uh, of them. All right. And lastly, the coaching, Andy, your grade. F. Yeah, F sorry. lower than max F. The so, lowest F that we can find. Big Because it goes into the F. week leading up to the game. He could not have F'd this up any more than he did. And then he tries to like swing the narrative. Oh no, Matt got the majority of the reps last week. Like, on the Greg Hill show, trying to pretend last week didn't happen and that we're all stupid and we don't have brains and we don't remember things. Wow. I mean, it, it is what it is. He effed it up and he's going against his own principles. That quote that I surfaced last week that everybody glommed onto uh, on Monday. Uh, you're welcome, everyone. I'm glad I surfaced that so you could all get columns out of uh, my efforts um, mm -hmm. after I had already written. Oh, that was a, time. by the way, yeah, I forgot to mention good deep dive on that one. Well, you know, steel trap up here, steel trap when I need it to be. Uh, but yeah, he goes against everything he ever preached and believed back then. And now he'll say, oh, conditions on the ground change or right to whatever, because he's Belichick. He's always right or used to always be right. Now it seems like he's always wrong and everything he touches turns to poop, not gold. Um, but yeah, he effed this up. He effed Mac Jones. He effed Bailey Zappi. He effed his offense. He effed Hunter Henry. He effed fans. He effed everything except the ability to gain a higher draft pick. So now we have that also. That's the last argument of the Bill We Trust crowd is that he's doing this on purpose. He's been losing on purpose. He is trying to tank, even though I was told he would never tank. Now he's trying to tank. So, you know, Bill, you effed everything up, except you got us a higher draft pick. Thank you, Bill. So Bill's nickname going forward will be Hugh Efner. It's terrible. Huh? 
That's terrible. Uh, but, appropriate. In some other ways. Actually, actually, too. Hey, all right. Okay. Oh, we're not going there. Whoa, 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 hey, whoa, 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 whoa. All right. Stay focused. There you go. There's the first half of the pod. The grades, a little coach speak, the meanderings and ramblings of two football fans who just don't know what to make of this season, the team, their future, or what's going on. But all we know is that was another subpar effort, yet the latest of a, a very winnable game for the Patriots that they somehow found a way to lose. Hopefully the long-term benefit will be people coming in to the rescue next spring. What do you think about the gra- uh, You guys know how to hit us up at six rings pod at Fitzy GFY at jumbo heart. All right, now let's move on to the back half, a little Pat's Paris. 